Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsbrew, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Let's just dive right in, guys, because I've got a lot to cover tonight, and I want to make sure that we go ahead and we get this information out to you. So I noticed that quite a few people have joined the Facebook group. We've had over 400 people join in the last couple of weeks or so. Oh, my goodness. I'm super excited and super stoked about that. And so just want to let you guys know, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, we host a Facebook Live. And uh, sometimes I'm doing a training similar to this one. And sometimes I do host uh, special guests and we have special lists of lineups uh, for this month. So I cannot wait to share those with you. So back to the subject at hand, booked, how to go from I guess, overlooked to overbooked, right? We want that, right? We want to turn our lookers into bookers. And this is something that we have noticed in our mastermind. Students are asking questions about their calendars being a little bit empty. And I got to tell you, when I first started as well, if my calendar was not pretty much full, I would start to get concerned. I would start to fidget, you know, my listing a little bit, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that, uh, change things around. Uh, really haphazardly. But what I love about the short-term rental world, it's almost like you have an open source database, right? You can see the top performing listings. You can see exactly what they're doing in order to move the needle for themselves. And if they're in your market, you can potentially emulate some of those steps as well. So uh, my story, again, like I said, uh, I would, you know, do all these fidget uh, shifts. Uh, and, and at that point, you know what, I used to ask myself, you know, am I doing something wrong? Why am I not, you know, getting the 90th or a 95% uh, occupancy rate on my properties? And what, again, I love about short-term rentals is that there's a system, right, that you can put in place in order to attain the, the goals that you want to attain. So everything is figure outable. I'm going to take that quote from Marie Forleo. It is figure outable. And it's not just, you know, going in with your short-term rental haphazardly. There's actually a system, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, to identifying the right properties that will work for you and for your guests. There's a system to get the types of bookings that you want, you know? And, and the occupancy rates that you want. There's a system that you can put in place to identify which properties are gonna give you the average daily rate. So it doesn't have to be uh, a guessing game. It doesn't have to be haphazard. You can actually come up with a workflow, uh, an SOP in order to hit those goals. And so if you know anything about me, I'm very much so a spreadsheet girl. And so I have it all kind of laid out in a roadmap in order to attain those numbers that 
I'm looking for for our properties. All right. And so when it comes to short-term rentals, here's the mindset I want you to understand. Depending on your asset class, if it is, for instance, a, an amazing loft in city center and downtown, a smaller unit, that 90th percentile of occupancy is going to be desirable. Okay, because it's something that you can probably maintain, keep the product in tip top shape at that 90th percentile. When I was first starting out, if I wasn't at the 90th percentile for a larger single family homes, and we specialize in multi-generational, multi-family homes, tra uh, families traveling with pets and children and teens. And so larger units, my goal initially was to blow that occupancy rate, blow that average daily rate out of the water. But after a few years, we did the analysis. And for us, the sweet spot is not the 90th percentile. So I want you to start thinking about that for a moment. And come back to me if you're multitasking long-term uh, landlords, okay? I know you want your 100% occupancy rate. That's not going to fly with short-term rentals, okay? Anything above 75 is pretty good. For me, my sweet spot is actually at the 65 percentile uh, for occupancy rates. At that percentage, I tap, I cap my revenue. I make the most money at that occupancy rate. I definitely um, leverage the average daily rate. I'm able to keep the product in tip-top shape for those in-between times. So this conversation is more of a holistic conversation because one of the things that I do um, during slow season is actually make sure that the product gets all the updates that it needs to perform as the season revs back up, okay? And so for those of you who started with me at the very beginning of the year, I spoke at length about finding that margin, finding pockets of rest, okay? So there are times where you do want to take a step back from the property. If it actually needs some fine tuning, take that time. During slow season, it is such a great opportunity to take a, take a beat, Take a breather, take that time to tighten up all the screws, take that time to replace some things, you know, take that time to refresh the dishes, take that time to, you know, refresh and maybe um, the bed. If you have those wooden slats and I saw my friends at Lip Let Thrive, Lip Let Thrive uh, they had the wooden slats and they updated to the metal slats on the bed. So take that time to make some of those improvements. And definitely um, that is something that I highly recommend. However, when it comes to not enough bookings, let's just say hey, you're, you're not hitting your, your target, right? Once you found your sweet spot, say your sweet spot, is 90th percentile because you're you're for instance in a two-bedroom apartment and you your occupancy rate really drives that revenue for you and you're say at 50th percentile you really need those numbers to come up the number one lever that i pull that makes the biggest impact above everything else is the visibility of that listing okay do you know the visibility of your listing do you know if individuals are clicking on it enough so that it is visible, it is on page one? What are the key performance indicators? What are your KPIs for? Okay, do you know your click-through rate? So a lot of that tracking is very, very important. Visibility is everything. And I think everything that you can do to optimize that listing uh, is so important to get that visibility up. And so what do I mean by that? For those of you who are new, Airbnb will allow your listing to be visible to you, uh, whether you are um, in just your regular viewing mode or even in incognito mode. 
So I definitely leverage other tools in order to see, well, what is truly my visibility? So if I log in, Airbnb knows that I'm always looking at my properties. So it will bring my properties um, to page one of my view. And at one point I look, I'm like, okay, I'm on page one. Why are there no bookings? What's going on here? Well, when I started to do some digging, I found out that I was only on page one for myself because I kept looking at my property. However, for others, uh, at times I was not visible at all. At times I was on page 17 plus. At times I was, I was on showing up on page five. And so there are different levers that you pull, but my goal was to be visible on page one, whether the guest or potential guest is booking for two people, five people, eight people, because all of that impacts you know, your visibility. So sometimes if you're looking, a guest is looking uh, to book for eight guests, they have a family of eight, you may uh, creep up to page three, but if they're booking for six, then you may creep down to page eight or nine or um, even further along. So what I started to do is, I, like I said before, I started to fidget. I started to make some changes, okay? Because visibility is number one. I thought to myself, how do I optimize my listing in order to increase the visibility? So one of the things that we did that really uh, made an impact really is our photos. So everyone by now know that those photos need to be like HGTV quality. The property needs to be showcased extremely well. And so for us, and I'm going to, I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to give you the secret sauce for us. Having that collage type photo as the very first photo uh, made a huge difference. Okay. And so that is one of the levers that I pull. I actually update my hero picture, that very first picture, instead of having that one large picture, and my mic's trying to fall on me, instead of having just that one large picture and then the four pictures on the side, that first photo, I actually break it up in Canva into a collage of four photos so that when the guest is looking at the listing, they have um, an opportunity to see eight different photos, eight spaces specifically. Okay. And there are about 13 more levers that I pull when it comes to photos, but I just wanted to start with that pointer, the photos, the photos, the photos. At first, your guest, your potential guest looks at the photos before they do anything. And then that will stop the scroll. So that can turn a looker into into a booker. I'm not saying that it's guaranteed 100%, but if you have no visibility, it's guaranteed that, that you're not going to get booked. So definitely look at your photos, look at updating those photos. If your photos are a little bit dark and dreary, you definitely want to um, brighten them up. You want to kind of give it a little bit of a pizzazz. I actually use a tool called boxbrownie.com to help, you know, brighten up my skies as well as help um, make my grass greener uh, if we are taking photos during the season where it's a little bit more dreary, you know? So not to misrepresent anything. However, if the skies are a little bit dark and, you know, you can only get uh, the photographer to come in at a certain specific date before you, you know, open up the property, you do want to take that opportunity to brighten up your skies, uh, turn the grass greener for that exterior, because that's a big part of them coming to the, the location. They want to enjoy the outdoors. Okay. So that is one lever in the photos. Another lever within the photos that we um, definitely execute on is having a pop of color. So even if you're watching me tonight, you see this pop of red with my roses, right? I mean, it pops. 
So although I'm not a big red fan, but having that pop of color, whether it's one of those prom sashes on the bed, that is a red pop of color or uh, a throw pillow, something like that, that is a red pop of color. You want it to draw the eye. And what we've learned is that the psychology of that looker, you know, if they see that pop of color, they're more likely to go ahead and click that listing to take a peek at it to see what's going on there because they're intrigued. So a pop of red, a pop of orange has been shown to psychologically stop the scroll. So I wanted to share that with you as well. So when it comes to the photos, definitely, definitely do not sleep on the photos. That is low-hanging fruit. And all this to all of this really is to educate you that everything is figure outable. Whether you have 18 short-term rentals, uh, which some people in our community has, or zero, and you're looking to get started, there's gonna come a time where you need to troubleshoot. Okay. There's gonna come a time where you know what? You want to say things are going exactly the way you want them to go, right? But it's figure outable. You can have systems in place. You can have workflow in order to move that needle. And so I will tell you for my listing optimization, I have uh, members within our community who have 12 units, who have eight units, who have two units, who have one, and who are just starting with zero. We troubleshoot all the time. Okay, we troubleshoot all the time. And I actually have an action plan if uh, that is one of the biggest pain points. If they join, because the biggest pain point is they're not getting the bookings, they're not getting, um, their listings are not really visible. We have 88 steps that we go through to troubleshoot to make sure that their um, business is profitable. So again, number one, visibility is huge. Uh, and within visibility, we want those photos to definitely be optimized. So you want to kind of think outside of box. We have other methods outside of the collage that I mentioned. That's a great place to start. But we have other ways as well to optimize those photos. Matter of fact, we have nine other steps to optimize those photos as well. Next is the listing. We want to optimize the listing. There are so many levers we can pull to optimize the listing. Oh, my goodness. I can talk all night about how to optimize your listing, but number one, the listing title, just start from the top, easy peasy, right? Your listing title needs to be something so compelling that copy needs to speak to your ideal guest. And what I mean by that is, say your ideal guest is like mine, multi-generational, multi-family, traveling with pets and children. So we do have the larger homes we, you know, we have. Then because, I mean, they've been a great profitable option for us because our guests, they can split that risk, right? So say it's my parents and my sister and her um, spouse, as well as her kids, and then my brother, his spouse and their kids. Well, we're, we can split that risk amongst us. And, and so we're able to drive that revenue. So that's neither here nor there, but definitely when I am creating my title, I want the title to pop, but I want that title to really speak to my ideal guest avatar. Okay, so think about that. The listing title is oh so very important. And it would be a missed opportunity if you do not get laser focused on what are some of the keywords that your ideal guest would need to see. So for instance, say your ideal guest, who is your ideal guest avatar? Say they're a traveling nurse, right? Well, wouldn't it be kind of helpful to name some of the major hospitals in the area within your listing title to stop the scroll, whether it's, you know, uh, Piedmont Medical Center, you know, minutes from Piedmont Medical Center, right? So something that's going to draw them in and think, oh, wait, this is someone who has a listing that's for me. 
So at that point, if you can start by adding that in the title and then go through your photos and the order of things. So for that ideal guest, you want to show them their sleeping spaces. You want to show them the coffee maker. You want to show them that we've got a big old TV in the bedroom for you with Netflix, right? If they're traveling, a medical professional, you know, they're there to work and to rest and to go back to work and to rest versus the guest that is traveling for a vacation. They want to see the fire pit. They want to see the barbecue grill. It's a whole different thing. So we want to order the photos also, and I know I'm going back to the photos, in a way that will speak to them because they're going to see that title. They're going to see the photos real quick and they're going to think, okay, this is a host who sees me. This is a host who knows me because you took the time to show them immediately the things that they're looking for, the things that they will need. And guess what? They, they would stop the scroll, right? Why go up and down through several pages? And if you're already on page two or page three, you're already struggling, you know? So there are 17 per, listings per page. I want to be like, one to 10. If you go be beneath the fold, it's already, you know, very, very difficult to, to have that visibility that it's oh so very important. So the title, the, the hero pictures, super, super important. So I've covered two major, major levers that I pull to get my lookers into bookers. Lever number three, understanding your KPI, your key performance indicators, okay? So how are you getting rated on your value? How are you getting rated on your cleanliness? How are you getting rated on your check-in processes? How are you getting rating, rated on your uh, communication, your location, your value, your accuracy? So your, your key performance indicators when it comes to your guest satisfaction score is what will cumulatively give you your stars. So are you a five-star host? Are you a super host? That is really, really important. It's not always easy to maintain, especially as you grow your portfolio, but that super host status gives you prefer preferential treatment. Let me get this word. <laughs> the super host status will give you that preferential treatment so that you can float to the top more so than those who have listings that are a little bit challenged or a little bit struggling. So understand that. So understand your guest satisfaction key performance indicators, okay? And there are some that are straight up low-hanging fruit, right? You want to make sure your guest communication, that is something that you can keep at, you know, 100% or 90% plus uh, response rate within the hour. So it's very important to respond to your guests so that your response rate stays stays up. What about your check-in processes? Are guests rating you low for your check-in processes because there are issues? And I know the big controversy is with those locks, the door locks and the supply chain and the lack thereof. And so one thing that I've been emphasizing to my students is to have not only the fancy remote lock with the Wi-Fi, but also have a redundancy that is low tech. So if the Wi-Fi goes out. We have some mountain units where Wi-Fi kind of stinks, guys. It will go out. We've had storms, right? So what's the backup plan? Do we have another low-tech like lockbox with a key as a backup plan? Can we implement something like that to make sure that although, right, troubleshooting, we're talking about troubleshooting again, 
although things happen, you know, that are out of our control, what do we have a back plan? What is, what is the backup plan? And that's part of your check-in cleanliness without a doubt. Like that's going to be a whole conversation for another day. The cleaning team, guys, the cleaning team, need I say more? If cleanliness isn't, is an issue, if cleanliness is, um, a challenge, it is going to be really, really difficult to bounce back if you're not on top of making sure that those properties are clean. Guests have a level of expectation, and rightly so, but that cleanliness needs to be on point. All right, so there. So we spoke about guest satisfaction KPIs, but guys, for those of you, I know a few of you are in the mastermind, we will talk about the other KPIs as well within the mastermind group, because there are KPIs click through rate, you want to see how you're trending, you know, with your booking rate, your click through rate within the listing. So that's something you want to keep your eye on, because what that's going to tell you is kind of going to inform you how things are going to be looking if we're future pacing, right? So we want to see how we were doing versus how things are going a little bit in the future, so that we can prepare for it and make those changes pull those levers. Okay. So the next lever that I look at is actually the listing description. So we spoke about the list, listing title already. Now let's go into the description. So here's how, here's the life cycle of the guest. First, they look at your photos. Okay. Then they look at the title. They look at your reviews. And if all of that is intriguing, they're going to click on there and then look at your listing description. Because within the listing description, they have pretty much how the house is set up. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right at this moment on how the, what is that called? Let me see if I jotted it down somewhere. Um, the space. Okay. So there is a section called this space, and that's where you have an opportunity to write out bedroom number one has a king size bed, bedroom number two has two twin beds, bedroom number three has a bunk, and so on and so forth. And so you want to write that out in a way that's almost bulleted, and the readability there is amazing. And another um, lever that we pull, we actually add a few more things in there that aren't related to the space, but it kind of, it kind of gives the guests a little bit more of the experience that you will have based on other guest testimonials. So that's something we'll talk about as well this week, guys, on our mastermind call. But definitely leveraging the description and the space section is the next lever that I pull. And so I want to talk about just a couple more levers. Like I said, I have ADA, but we're not going to cover ADA tonight. But bring the questions. I want to hear all the questions that you have so that we can go through it. All right, the next lever is actually wish lists. Okay, so I ask friends and family and colleagues, hey, please wish list my listing. And so here's the secret sauce, not necessarily just blanket wish listing. I actually ask them to wish list it for specific defined date. Okay, so if I have a date that's a little bit challenged, Within the calendar, I ask them to wish list it for a specific defined date as well as a specific uh, guest count. So uh, kind of the walkthrough is pretend like you're going to be booking for eight guests from February the 13th to March the 2nd. And then wish list the listing. And so that is a lever that I've seen has made a difference. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that, but I wanted to make sure I drop it in here because you know, guys, short-term gems, we're all about dropping the gems in this group. So I want to make sure you were definitely aware of that. 
And so the final lever that I want to talk to you about real quick is my social media marketing strategy. And it's a grassroots strategy. It's a free strategy, but I leverage other social media groups that are within the market that that actual um, traveler is coming from. So say the buy and sell groups of other markets. So uh, I'm in Peachtree City. So Peachtree City moms, if it is something that is okay, I'll let them know, hey, this unit is um, available if anyone's coming to the area, if you know anyone that's coming into the area, if you know any families coming to the area. So we have a whole script for that that we share within our mastermind. So definitely, definitely leverage low-hanging fruit. There are people traveling specifically to Peachtree City, uh, to Georgia, like south of Atlanta, because we, we're now the Hollywood of the South from California. So I actually go to the California Facebook groups California moms, California buy and sell Facebook groups and let them know, hey, we've got a few weeks coming up that's available because we know travelers are coming from there to our area and we communicate that with them in a you know really nice professional scripted way and we can drop our Airbnb link in there as well. So guys, again, definitely I shared with you some of the core metrics that we use in order to stop the scroll, in order to get that visibility. If your property is invisible, uh, folks are not going to see it. And you know what? It's not an overnight thing, right? So we pull some of these levers. We pause. You know, we take a pause. We see which ones made an impact because you want to know that. And we journal it, right, to optimize that listing. Then we pull a few more levers. And I've only shared with you the, the, the first batch because it's almost like four phases, right? Then we pull another four or five levers, whether it's you know, captions within the photos or um, using screenshots of the actual guest reviews in our listings or whether it's um, identifying which properties maybe, you know, Instabook may be an option for or even email marketing for uh, some of our repeat guests. So we pull another batch of levers as well. And then we take a beat, we take a pause, we journal and we identify, okay, where is this moving the needle? How is this moving the needle? And then we pull, so it's again, several phases. And this is something that we're gonna be talking about this week in our mastermind group. Oh, 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 oh,